0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Aluminum program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The Reynolds Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents Fibber McGee and Molly, Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Summer is when you really appreciate having modern gutters around the eaves of your house. Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Gutters. Lead your downspouts into well-sunk tiles and pouring rains won't flood your terrace or patio, won't beat down your garden. You can often prevent seepage into your cellar, too, by properly draining off the flood of water from your roof. What's more, these handsome Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum gutters really beautify your home. Beautify it permanently because they're rust-proof, non-staining, always new-looking. And this permanent improvement costs so little. Gutters for an average six-room house can cost as little as $60, maybe less. A handyman can easily put them up himself, just with slip connectors, no soldering. Ask your dealer about Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum gutters. Or send a postcard address to Gutters, Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. Like a lot of Americans these days, Mrs. Molly McGee is busy with civil defense work. And like a lot of other Americans, Mr. McGee is too busy with other things. Right now, for instance, he's just coming down from the attic with an armload of what he fondly refers to as his sports equipment. As we join Fibber McGee and Molly.
2: fishing tackle out, Molly. I thought I might as well bring down all this stuff down here. Well,
3: good. I'll help you carry it out back. The yeah. junk man will be here tomorrow.
2: Junk man? Are you kidding, Tootsie? That is my sports equipment. Hmm. I brought it all downstairs so I can look it over and see what needs fixing. This is all valuable stuff, Molly.
3: I recognize the fishing tackle and the golf clubs, but uh, where'd you get that sad-looking tennis racket with the baggy strings? <laughs>
2: This tennis racket, my dear, happens to be a snowshoe.
3: Where's the other one?
2: I only got one.
3: One snowshoe? Well, now that is a priceless item. Ought to come in very handy if you ever want to play hopscotch in a snowbank.
2: Well, it's not actually my snowshoe, Molly. It's Uncle Dennis's.
3: Uncle Dennis's?
2: You remember a couple years ago when he was gone for about three weeks one time, and then I found him asleep on the front porch when I brought in the morning paper?
3: Yes. But well, this
2: snowshoe was tucked in under the tail of his coat.
3: Where did he get it?
2: He didn't know. <laughs> he always figured he must have got booted out of an Alaskan bar by an Eskimo bartender.
3: <laughs> there was no way to
2: check back and find no, out. Oh, never it.
3: mind the details. Okay. Poor Uncle Dennis was just forgetful, that's all. He probably bought it someplace. <laughs> yeah.
2: Probably wanted to play hopscotch in a snowbank. Boy, he was the kind no, of... Now,
3: the... now, that's enough about Uncle Dennis. Okay. Look, I have to go downtown after a while to a civil defense meeting, dearie. One o'clock, so if you will oh, just... Oh, another
2: meeting, huh? You and Mabel Toop still busy guarding the nation, are you, Tootsie?
3: Well, we're still working two nights a week as aircraft watchers with the Ground Observer Corps, if that's what you mean.
2: Well, good for you, Mrs. McGee, good for you. I'll drive you downtown to your meeting, but I got important things to do today.
3: So I see. Yeah.
2: I got to overhaul all this sports stuff today and get ready for summer. First thing I'm going to do is give this fly rod a coat of varnish, because I'll be using it a lot this summer.
3: Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Wimper. Oh, hi,
2: Wimp. Don't step on my fly rod there.
4: Hello, folks. <laughs> Are you going fishing?
2: No, not today, Wimple. I'm just sorting over my stuff, fixing it up. What's the book under your arm there?
4: Bird book? Oh, no, this is my ground observers guide, Mr. McGee. <laughs> no
2: kidding. You, too?
3: Oh, McGee, he was one of the first to volunteer. Oh. Now, where is the post you work in, Mr. Wimple?
4: Oh, it's just a dandy location, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> right on the very tip-top of Dugan's Hill.
2: Oh. Do you see much out there, Wimple?
4: Oh, I'll say.
5: Yeah. It
4: looks right down on Lover's Lane, and the cars are... <clears throat> oh! <laughs> you mean, do we see much in the air? Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> of course, Mr. Wimple. Is it a busy post?
4: Well, yesterday, for instance, I spotted three airplanes, two lost kites, a weather balloon, and a pair of red chisel-rump Peruvian goggle ducks.
3: <laughs>
2: well, you keep your eye on the sky, boy. I gotta go find some fly rod, varnish. my fly rod.
3: Uh, what shift do you work at the Observation Post, Mr. Wimple? I've been working two nights a week at mine.
4: Oh, I work days, Mrs. McGee. Sweetie Face doesn't allow me out at night.
3: <laughs> Not even for civil defense?
4: When I'm with her, Mrs. McGee, I don't think much about civil defense. I concentrate on self-defense. Well, off to work Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
2: Holly, you know where my fly rod varnish is. I left it out on the back porch the last time I used it, and it's not there.
3: I haven't the slightest idea. Was it expensive? Well, it was
2: a two-bit bottle, and it was almost half full. Gee whiz, kiddo, I can't afford it. Hold room. it. Come in. Oh,
6: hi,
3: Ollie.
2: Hello, Ollie. Well, hello, Mrs. Hello, McGee.
6: I used stopped by to bring you something that you left at the Elks Club, McGee. Oh, yeah? What did I leave, Ollie? Two of your Elf Alpha cigars in the locker room. Oh? Here they are. Oh, gee, thanks, Ollie, but... Gee, you, you didn't have to bring them to me. Oh, yes, I did. Huh? Your locker is next to the ventilator that goes into the gymnasium. and The,
3: <laughs> the
6: volleyball players was dropping like flies.
3: No, I don't blame them all. Ah,
6: them waists. Well, thanks anyhow, Ollie. Here, you want one? No, I'm a panty-based too, McGee.
3: <laughs> By the way, Ollie, Mrs. Toops tells me you have company at your house this week. From Europe,
5: too?
6: Yeah, we got a relative that comes to sponge for a couple of weeks, Mrs.
3: Yeah?
6: He works in a place where they take fat off of people. Oh? He's what they call a mansoor. <laughs> oh,
5: no, no. Now, you
6: mean a masseur, Oli. Yeah, he's from Paris, you know, one of them French misters.
3: Masseur, so, Oli.
6: Well, McGee, you said it was Masseur.
2: <laughs> I thought you meant Masseur. I said monsour. Well, <laughs> you said he works in a place where they take fat off of fat people. Them places are called a massage parlor. A guy that runs them is a Masseur.
6: Did you ever try taking off weight, McGee?
2: Why, certainly did you? I do it every day. All right, so what do you call a place where the room is full of steam and the fat just pours off of you?
6: The furnace room at the Hell's Club. <laughs> Come on over and I'll lend you my shovel. Oh. So long, missus.
3: So long, oh, m- I, uh, Well, i better get on downtown to my meeting, McGee. Do you need the car? No, because... I'll drive you
2: down there, kiddo. i got to go downtown and pick up some fly rod varnish. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe I don't have to go downtown at that. I think I know where I put that fly rod varnish. It's right here in
3: the hall. Class. No, dearie, buy a new bottle. Don't open oh, that...
2: Ah, uh, here's my varnish. All dried up. <laughs> oh, come on, girl, oh,
5: Let's go.
1: <laughs> Billy Mills in the Orchestra and No Other Love. <laughs>
2: as far as your defense headquarters, and then I'll go on down to the hardware store and get my fly rod varnish.
3: Well, I'll meet you back at the car.
2: Okay. And, and look, Molly, I'm, I'm not against this airplane watching you're doing, kiddo.
3: That's nice of you. Yeah.
2: I just merely don't know what you and Mabel Toops can do that the United States Air Force can't do. And do better. My gosh, I'm as patriotic as the next guy, Molly. If an enemy ever attacked this town, I'd be the first guy to grab my shotgun and run for the cellar. It's the cellar? Sure, shoot him in the feet. <laughs> that way you cut him down He don't huh? Have...
3: Wait, uh, here comes Cora Burns
2: Oh, from Walt Small Shop Oh, hi, Cora
3: Hello, Cora well, Hello, Mr. and Mrs. McGee What'll it be?
2: Huh?
3: Oh. oh,
0: oh, I'm so used to saying that behind the counter that I... Oh, I, I just. <laughs>
3: just... Well, I... How are you both? Oh, just fine, Cora I'm on my way down to the... Uh, down to a defense meeting I'm a ground observer Oh, <laughs> watching for airplanes
0: Well, good for you, Mrs. McGee I'm the kind of a veteran at that kind of stuff myself, you know. You? Oh, I've done a lot of work for the Air Force during the last war, oh. you know. My folks lived out close to the air base. Uh-huh. They had a cleaning shop out there, and when the war broke out, I says to myself, Cora, I says, what can you do for the war effort? A good question. So, <laughs> i become what they called a spotter for the Air Force.
2: Oh, a spotter.
0: Aircraft spotter, huh? Uh, no, a uniform spotter. I took beer spots out of a uniform. Oh, I got kind of restless, though, so I went and
3: I joined the WAC. My goodness, I didn't know you were a WAC, Cora. Yes, that's where I met Marvin, you know, my husband.
2: Oh, he was in the WAC, was he?
5: We
0: were at the same
3: base, Mr. McGee. Oh.
0: He outranked me, of course. I guess that's why I looked up to him so.
3: So an officer, was he?
0: No, private first class. <laughs> we met on the garbage detail.
5: Now, that's
2: romantic.
0: <laughs> oh, I remember when he proposed to me. He said, Cora, if we ever get out of the service, I'm going to marry you and take you away from all this."
3: Oh. How sweet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I gotta get on down to the malt shop and put out the garbage.
5: See you later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Quite a character, Cora is.
3: Hey, where's your meeting gonna be? Right across the street there, over the bank. Oh. I wish you'd come with me and volunteer to help, McGee. We really need people. No, you no, know.
2: thanks, Tootsie. I gotta get some fly rod varnish from the hardware store.
3: Ah, for goodness.
2: Well, I'm helping civil defense that way. He whiz. One of the greatest assets that country has is the health of our people, Molly. And there's nothing healthier than going fishing. So by varnishing my fly rod, I'm actually.
5: <laughs>
2: How'd she get across that street so quick?
3: <laughs> I'll see you later, Molly. Back at the car. <laughs>
2: I'll trade with that hardware joint. Thirty-nine cents for a little bottle of rod varnish that I only paid two bits for, the same size bottle in
5: 1930.
2: <laughs> Boy, the way the cost of living has gone up, it's absolutely... Hey,
7: pal, wait a sec.
2: Huh? Oh, hi, Junior. Where are you off to in your
1: Sunday suits, son? Huh? This is Tuesday, remember? I am on my way over to the high school, pal. I am delivering the commencement address to the graduates. No. How about that? No kidding. You... Big public speaker, huh? Yep. Been working on my speech all week. What? My
2: title is The Bright New World. You like it? Well, that sounds about normal for a graduation speech. <laughs> I wonder if anybody ever thought of addressing a bunch of graduates on the evils of having to get out and go to work, or...
5: <laughs>
2: out of the classroom, into the fire. No,
1: no, no, pal. You want to make these things inspirational. Yeah, I thought I was. happy. Happy. <laughs> I open by telling the graduates their future is entirely up to them. Well, that ought to scare the junior out of them. I tell them that each and every one of them can make this a brighter world to live in. the only world we got, so they might as well do the best they can. As you,
5: <laughs> as
1: you walk through life, I say, it is within your power to make everything you touch gleam all the more brightly for your having passed that way. Say, that's good.
5: I
2: suppose they do that with a smile and a cheery handshake.
5: <laughs>
1: no, they do it with a paintbrush and a can of shiny yeah. liquid aluminum.
5: <laughs> ah, for the
1: love of Edgar Guest, that's the. I tell secret. them how I tell them how they can paint their metal screens, tools, basement pipes, gutters, fences, almost anything with beautiful liquid aluminum made with Reynolds aluminum pigment. Yeah. How it protects and preserves against rust and decay. Will it protect them against long speeches? Because that's the protection they're going to need when you then. Guess. Then I switch to the subject of friendship. Friendship? Yes. I point out that true friends are a wonderful thing. Ah, yes. Something to cherish always. Mm-hmm. And I bring in the fact that one of their best friends is their local paint dealer. Ah,
2: this is... The man who to...
1: handles liquid aluminum with mm-hmm. the gleaming foil label. Yeah. In every size container from half a pint to five gallons. Well, sure. Liquid aluminum made by so many leading paint manufacturers using Reynolds Aluminum Pigment. Yeah. Liquid aluminum hey, that you can hey, use... Hey, <laughs> Look, Loomy. Yes, pal? I'm working over my fishing tackle today. You want to go fishing tomorrow at Dugan's Lake? I'd love to, pal, but I'm being given a big honor tomorrow afternoon over at the college. At the college? Yes, yes. They're conferring an honorary D.A. degree. Oh, you mean B.A., Bachelor of Arts. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. D.A., Doctor of Aluminum. So long. <laughs>
2: Say one thing, he sure earned it. He's been doctoring me with aluminum in every shape and form since the... Oh, hey, old timer. Hi. Hello there,
7: Johnny! What you doing downtown, bumming? <laughs> no, I come down to. Get... Oh, you going to the movies? Because there's a very fine picture at the Bijou this week. It's a new kind of movie. 2D. Yeah,
5: well, Plum I. Sunglasses or nothing. Yeah?
7: Just sit there and look at a flat sheet with a lot of flat actors on it. <laughs>
2: Very restful. <laughs> well, I'm not going to the movies now. I gotta meet Mom. Me and Bessie
7: went to see it last night. Yeah? Had us a wonderful time. Good. Sat there in the balcony all evening. Me mm-hmm. eating popcorn and Bessie holding hands.
2: <laughs> Bessie holding hands with you, you mean?
7: No, I was eating popcorn. Just Bessie was holding hands. Yeah, but whose? Whose? Well, he's hers.
5: <laughs> Who is hers?
7: Bessie's pet dachshund,
5: Hans. Oh. She
7: was holding him in the movies while I ate the popcorn. Okay. You ought to listen closer, Johnny. (laughs) I wouldn't have to repeat so much. (laughs) What you doing downtown, Bubbin?
2: I started to tell you a while ago, but you wouldn't shut up long enough. I'm going to meet Molly, and she's at a civil defense meeting. Civil defense, eh?
7: Yeah. Well, now, that's a very fine organization, Johnny. I'm in favor of it.
2: What do they do? <laughs> Molly sits up two nights a week and watches for enemy planes. <laughs> I, I told her if any aerial battles break out to call me, I'll run and bring my brownie and take some pictures.
7: Well, I wish I'd known you were interested in that kind of pictures, Johnny. Yeah? I watched a heck of an aerial battle for half an hour last week. Yeah, my gosh. Where'd that happen? Bessie's backyard. Huh? Her papa and the fellow next door had a battle over where to put the TV aerial. Yeah? But to go with war. Oh.
2: Well, where'd the aerial finally wind
7: up? Around Bessie's papa's neck. <laughs> You got a welding torch by any chance? Nope. Gotta cut that thing off him some way. The poor fellow can't get his undershirt off. <laughs> Come on, Johnny.
1: <laughs> the King's Man and Keep It Gay. When a
7: girl would meet Don Juan. She'd get goofy for
5: the dawn Like a snake who meets a mongoose That young lady was a gone goose
0: When a girl would meet Don Juan
7: She'd get goofy for the dawn Like a snake who
2: meets a mongoose That young lady was a gone goose
7: A girl would say, shall we name a wedding day? One would sigh and try to stall. He liked weddings not at all.
2: He would gaze into the lady's eyes,
7: strumming his guitar to gain some time. Then he'd make his usual reply. An old reliable Andalusian reply. Keep it gay,
2: keep it light, keep it fresh, keep it fair. Let it bloom every night. Give it room, give it air. Keep your love a lovely dream and never wake it. Make it happy
7: and be happy as you make it. Let it sing like a nightingale and may.
5: Keep it gay, keep it free, or you'll frighten it away. Take it easy and enjoy it while you take, take it. it. Gay, keep it gay, keep it gay, keep it gay, keep it light, keep it fresh, keep, keep it
7: fair, let it bloom every, every night, give it room, give it, it air. air, keep, keep your, your love a lovely dream and never wake it, make it happy and be happy while you make it, let it sing like a nightingale and May. keep it gay, keep it free or you'll frighten it away, take it easy and enjoy it while you make it,
5: keep it gay. Keep it gay, keep it gay, keep your
2: love young and gay. I brought my fly rod right out here on the porch to varnish it, Molly. I can paint better with a north light.
3: I'll sit out here with you a few minutes before I start dinner. The girl Oh, hey, did... I forgot to
2: ask you how your meeting went, kiddo. You have fun?
3: Well, it's pretty discouraging, really. There was uh, only a handful of people there. Oh, isn't that Dr. Gamble coming? Yes. Yeah. I wonder what. Yeah, that's
2: him, old Lard Bucket himself. I <laughs> wonder if he'd like to go fishing tomorrow. I
3: don't know. Hello, Doctor. Hi, Dockey, old boy. Hello, Molly.
2: Where were you this afternoon, stupid? What do you mean, where was I, stupid, stupid?
5: <laughs> I was down
2: at the hardware store for sending your dad ready. We about... had a civil defense meeting today, and you should have been there. Ten thousand people who weren't there should have been there. What's the matter with people in this town, anyhow? What's the matter with you, you big bully? Well, don't come over here hollering at me, or I'll take my sick business someplace else.
5: <laughs>
2: I should live so long. My gosh, don't tell me that Molly and Mabel Toops have got you out watching for enemy planes, too. I organized this thing for this town, Bean Brain. <laughs> Molly, I came to see if you could take Mrs. McDonald's shift for a few hours. She can't make it, and I've got oh, nobody... Oh, of course there. I
3: can, Doctor.
2: I'll drive you out there. I'll run
3: inside and get my hat and coat, Doctor. You'll have to get your own dinner, dearie. I hope you
2: don't mind. Now you see what you went and done, you big troublemaker. Why don't you go home and roll some pills? That are trying to deprive innocent citizens of their dinner. You trying to bust up my home? No, but I'll give you a little tip. If an enemy airplane ever sneaks in here, they'll bust up your home, but good. Ah, poppy feathers. Did you ever happen to hear of the United States Air Force, doctor? The greatest Air Force in the world? Did I ever hear of it? Why, you blabber-headed... Oh, head? right. So I got too much respect for our Air Force and the big job they got protecting this country to be pestering them all day long, calling them up to tell them that, hey, fellas, there's an airplane up there. <laughs> Is that clear? Oh, nobody could possibly be this stupid. The heck they can't. <laughs> now I gotta varnish my fly rod. Uh, look, Sonny... The Ground Observer Corps was organized at the request of the Air Force. They need what Well, they didn't to... ask me, Patsho. My gosh, who the heck would fly all the way to Whistle Vista to drop any bombs anyhow? Who do you think? Half the observation posts in this county have nobody to run them, and if another war does come, well, I'm you... Ready
3: to go, Doctor. Do you mind getting your own dinner, dearie?
2: No. No, it's okay. I'll make out.
5: That's
2: not too much for me to do. For my country. <laughs> There is a real patriot. Just let me ask you one question, Molly. Do you really expect to ever see an enemy plane flying over Wistful Vista, baby?
3: Of course I don't expect them. Okay. But we weren't expecting any company at Pearl Harbor either, remember?
2: Well, don't worry. The Air Force can handle it. Look, there's a plane away off there right now. That's probably the Air Force.
3: Hmm. Four motor job. Right. B-29, right, Doctor? Incidentally, that aircraft is coming from the west, Doctor.
2: Yeah. We have no observers in that whole end of the county at all, you know.
3: Nobody reported that plane because nobody's out there to report it. If it had been an enemy plane... Hey, look how low that knucklehead is flying. Somebody ought to tell that.
2: Hey, look at that. Heavenly days, he rattled a shingle. Why, that reckless lemon-headed... Hey, he's advertising something. Circulars floating down all over the neighborhood. Why, George, I'll report this to somebody. Catch one of them handbills, will you? They're all over the roof.
3: There's one drifted in on the porch. Uh, I got it, I got it. Landed right on my fly rod. Of all the... Hmm. What does it say?
2: Just one big sentence. What if this had been a bomb? It's a very good question. Oh, my gosh, a bomb. Why, that landed smack on my fly rod, Molly.
5: (laughs) Why, if that had
2: been an enemy bomb, it would have ruined my good fly ride. Yes, at least. And that does it. Don't go yet, Molly. Wait, Doc. I'm going with you. I'll run and get my field glasses, my air raid wardens helmet. Hey, you. I'll stay out there. I'll live out there. I'll be the best dad-radded airplane product.
1: <laughs> Weber and Molly will return in a moment. When Reynolds Wrap, the pure aluminum foil, was first called the wrap of a thousand and one kitchen uses, some people thought the figure a bit high. But women are continually discovering more and more helpful ways to use Reynolds Wrap. Here's an example you'll want to try. You know how when you're frying certain foods, you have to watch out for spattering grease? Well, here's what to do. Tear off a sheet of Reynolds Wrap about as long as the frying pan and its handle. Press one corner around the handle letting the rest of the sheet project over the pan at an upward angle so you can still see what you're frying. It's what women call a spatter shield. Protects your hands and keeps the range clean. Try it. Stock up on Reynolds Wrap tomorrow. Standard 25-foot rolls and 75-foot jumbo economy rolls. Also, heavy-duty Reynolds Wrap half a yard wide. Insist on the original and genuine. Made by the world's largest producer of aluminum foil, the Reynolds Metals Company.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, your nearest civil defense director, city or county, will gladly enroll you as a volunteer in the Civil Defense Corps.
3: You won't be alone. More than 300,000 volunteers from every age group and every walk of life are manning observation posts around our nation right now. And we need almost twice that many to guard our borders properly.
2: Planes alone can't do it. It, It's too big. Radar is great, but it has holes in it, too. A low-flying plane, for instance, can't be picked up by radar.
3: Only eyes and ears can do the job perfectly. The eyes and ears of volunteers in Operation Skywatch. If you can only give a few hours a week, give it. Call your civil defense director. Good night. Good night, all.
1: Metals Company, pioneers of progress through aluminum, has brought you Fibber, McGee, and Molly, transcribed with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Elvia Allman, and me, Harlow Wilcox. Don't forget to see Mr. Peepers, starring Wally Cox, on NBC television Sunday nights. And be sure to be with us again next Tuesday evening. Good night.
5: Tonight,
7: Play Two for the Money with Herb Schreiner on NBC.